Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Quick throw coming near side. It is complete. Tough coverage there. Justin Ross, no, incomplete. He had it initially, but could not bring in the catch. Jalen Johnson, I think, in there to punch it away. We're back with more of the Great Clips postgame show. Great Clips, it's going to be great. Presented by Telemore Dew. When it's game time, it's telly time. Now here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and Mully from the Mully and Haw Show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. It is the Great Clips postgame show presented by Telemore Dew. And that play, Jalen Johnson breaking up a pass, that is what we've settled on as our uh, hit of the game. So that is sponsored by S-Wing Professional Tools, made in the USA for 100 years. S-Wing.com. I've got an S-Wing hammer, and there are times I want to take it to the television. You know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) Difficult, difficult to watch a game where the greatest hit was a, a, a pass breakup. But... That's what we've settled on. i tell you on. what, uh, Sanborn hit Donovan Smith there on a toss crack. That could have been a, the greatest hit. Sanborn, when uh, Donovan Smith, the uh, Chiefs left tackle, oh, yeah. uh, went oh, out of the right. game. That, that was about the only cheering I did during the game. <laughs> and, and he had a pick, right? Yes, Sanborn? he did have a pick. That yeah. was a nice play by him. It was. That was a gift. It was, uh, if it was from Mahomes, that would be a lot cooler, right? Okay, it was from Blake Gabbert, <laughs> but... It still counts. So it shows you how much how much a quarterback does, how, how much of a multiplier one guy yeah. can be when, when he's out there on the field. Yep. You know, Help. Uh, it's, just, it's just interesting. You know, we go back to the game, and, and you watch it, and you're just like, uh, the Bears, the defense, they do stop the Chiefs on the first drive, which we all forget about. I forgot about it. We're watching <laughs> a little bit of it here. And uh, they come off the two-yard line after that punt. And, and, and then early on, I remember thinking this, watching this play, Pat, I wondered if you noticed it. On a second and five, um, the Chiefs came up with eight or nine guys in the box, and, and you thought that, uh, you know, with like, with some time on the play clock, that Justin would check out of it, but he just yep. ran the running back right into that front, and you thought yeah. to yourself, man, that that's bad. Like, he's not seeing the fact that we cannot run that play against that front. Yeah. So I got a question for you then. Does he does he have the opportunity to do that? Is he allowed to do that? Because I did. I saw that. I'm like, what are you doing? You got to check to something there. Uh, play action, something you get it, uh, you know, the quick screen we hate or something, just something out there, something to, to you're running a play that's not going to work. I guess what they call it now, you can a play now. I never, we never really heard, did we have the word, we never can plays, but you, we didn't call it canning plays, but you uh, could have a check with me or whatever. Me. Yep. Yeah, we had a check yep. with me, and I'm just, I'm shocked that, is, is he, does he have the option to do that? You know what I mean? Is that something that's on his plate, or is that too much thinking? 
<laughs> like you know. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was too easy. Like, you know, only only they would know. Only they. Yeah, would know I know. That. That's what I'm. Yeah. And, and yeah. maybe at that point in the game, uh, second and manageable. Maybe they just want to stay at third and manageable. And with that young offensive line, they just said just run it no matter what look you get there, right? But but man, that's not how you win games on no. the road against the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, it's just it's just a problem when when you watch something like that. For me. Uh, I'm looking at all these guys load into that box, and it just reminds me of all the years we played uh, for the Chicago Bears, Pat, and no matter the look, we were going to run the ball. Yeah, yeah. Let's try Josh. Josh is in Plainfield. Hey, Josh. Hey, what's up, guys? Listen, I got a couple things here. First of all, this is not going to stop until the McCaskies say enough's enough. I can't believe they're not sitting in some hotel room or some mansion with that old lady watching this and not saying enough of this crap, all right? This is ridiculous. I Look, this is Trustman all over again. I'm 52 years old. I watched you guys play, believe me. I've been through the dick of stuff. This is horrible. You're talking about a new stadium and all this crap. Now, here's my thing, and I'll leave it with this. I need you guys who played pro football okay, to come out and say it, don't be scared. Justin Field sucks. Just say it. Stop saying, oh, this and that, he maybe this and that, does he have the opportunity? Just say it. He sucks. Enough of this crap. People are open. You're sure people are open. Olin, you called it out. Uh, the tight end, Olin, uh, what's his name? Said it on TV. They did the replay. 85 was open. Throw the ball. It's enough. Just say it, guys. You guys play the sport. Don't be scared of him. Say it. Justin Field sucks. Thank you. I'll hang up and I'll listen. <laughs> it's, That's a- you know, it's, it's, it's the frustration you would expect, right, Pat? Yeah. You would yes. expect yeah. that frustration after that loss, after what is it now, 13 or 14 in a row losses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't know for you, Pat, but for me, uh, knowing the amount of work that these guys put in uh, out, there, out there at the building, just saying something like that is just not my style, right? I'm, I'll point out. Uh, when he's not playing well, as we said earlier in the show, mm-hmm. uh, he's not playing well right now. If you're making a decision right now, uh, he's probably not your guy next year. But uh, I don't know if I'd ever find myself talking about a guy trying to make it in the NFL like that. Yeah, my, my deal was, it, just I feel when I'm on the radio, I I will say something and it'll be critical, but it won't be anything that the coach wouldn't say. You know what I mean? Like, you can say that. you got to hit the open receiver. you got to make – I'm not going to go ranting at him and say fire him or the worst thing ever, but – He's got to play better. There's no doubt about it. He's being coached or he's being told to play better. I mean, so he's not hearing anything that, I, that I'm going to say, and I'm guessing the same thing with you, Olin, that a coach is not telling him. You know, if you have a bad game, a coach is going to tell you you have a bad game. He's not going to go off and, you know, run you down to the, to the media and out, uh, you know, out loud to everybody else. But a coach has the right to run him down, not run him down, to coach him down or coach him up, the way you want to put it. Um, but, you know, I'm not saying anything that the coach isn't telling you. You know, it's on the tape. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to watch the tape, right, Molly and Pat? And look, the first third down, I got it on right here. And a guy who, like you guys know, a young young offensive lineman who I had in my gym, Jatari Carter, on the first third down, uh, Justin Fields has no time because he gets run over by Mike yeah. Dana for the Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs. So uh, that is also honest. That is also on this film. And until you see the all-22, until you see the sideline, until you know what the coach is asking him to do, until you know if the, what the blocking was like, what the, what the route running was like, um, you just don't really know, but but uh, to be fair to the caller who we just had also, uh, there is enough evidence now that says Justin Field eventually has to prove that he can win games from the pocket by processing information. Yep. Um, I'm just curious, 
and I, I don't want to be picking on Nate Davis because I think that we lacked information on him and there were a lot of people that were hinting at the idea that he doesn't like the game and they were unhappy with him in Tennessee and, uh, and they didn't want to keep him and the Bears went out and got him. But I, I am, honest to God, just curious, it, is his issue right now, is that, is that like him not being ready to play? Because here is a guy that you gave a lot of money to and you brought him in and you're down linemen and I know he missed time this week, but is he not in shape enough? Is that the concern now with him? Because he was active for the game, but he didn't play in the game. And, I, and I'm, I'm just kind of astounded that they put that kind of money into a guy. And I get it. You know, he lost his mom, and, and there are a lot of things that go with that. And it, it is never easy for, for a man, for anyone, to lose their mom. Um, but but I, I, is this a conditioning issue? Is that why we didn't see him uh, start today? You tell me, yeah, Ola. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. You yeah. know, Pat, it's uh, to the bigger point, Molly, what does this offense look like if if the offensive line they envisioned to be out yeah. there was out there? Yeah. Right? What does it look like with Braxton Jones, Tevin Jenkins, Cody Whitehair, Nate Davis, Darnell Wright? Does it look different? Is Justin Fields a little more comfortable? Uh, that's what you're wondering, right? And then it just goes back again to your off-season program, to getting ready for the year, to trying to keep guys healthy. What are they doing uh, leading up to the season? And, and they have to do a self-evaluation of why are three of my starters out? What happened here that I lost three guys early on and why isn't the plan working, right? So uh, as far as Nate Davis goes, um, I think if you turn the film on last week, I don't know where Nate Davis is with his conditioning, yeah. but as when you turn the film on last week, I think they were comfortable with Carter going into the game. Thought he played well last week. I thought he didn't look overwhelmed. And besides that first third down today, I didn't think he was overwhelmed again. Uh, he did get run over on that first third down. Um, if you played football long enough in the NFL, you will get run over. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Maybe, maybe it's you know, I guess this is speculating, but maybe Jatari Carter has earned the right to, to play. And you know, that's that's maybe what's going on. You know, we all grieve differently, so I don't know what's going on with that. But Jatari Carter is he's he's been a little bit of a bright spot. Um, at that right guard position. And it's unfortunate that Nate Davis, that you're one of your big signings has come in and it hasn't worked out with, with all the personal situations and not being able to be there all off season. Is it because maybe he didn't practice all off season? He's not that comfortable to step right back in after being away and they just feel more comfortable with Jatari Carter going in there. I'm not sure, but, uh, you know, if you're going to talk about somebody as a young player, that's, that's taking the most of his opportunity. I think Jatari Carter is doing a pretty good job. And, and the other one that kind of uh, stood out to me is at one point they said that they asked uh, Eberflus, who is the leader of the, his defense, and without hesitating, he said Tremaine Edmonds, right? Now, that guy's barely been here. I mean, he's played for Buffalo. They gave him a lot of money, but we haven't seen a lot of him. And it's difficult, I would imagine, to be the new guy and also kind of the leader. Now, you know, he's got some – he's still a young man, but he's got some age on some of the guys that are playing around him. I, I just wonder – I believe he left the game as well. I think yeah. he left at some point, um, and I'm not sure he came back, to be honest with you. But they – it seems like if anyone can go down, they go down on this team. Yeah, it, it's it, it's just so it's, – it's so hard to talk about. It's so hard to define culture. It's yes. so hard to define leadership in the NFL. It's just so hard – to talk about it, but when you watch a team on film 
And we said on this show, we said how many times? When the film says you have a culture problem, you probably have a culture problem. So that's what their film has been saying to us the first three weeks of this season. And, and going back to when you looked at everything they went through on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and they came out and one guy said everything was fine. Mind you, he was a 38-year-old general manager who's the first <laughs> time in his second year as being a general manager. No one was sitting next to him to also tell you that everything is fine here. We are, no one is panicking. Well, if no one is panicking, I want to see you all sitting there together telling us that mm-hmm. no one is panicking, right? So then you go through that roster and you say, well, can they circle the wagons? Can they get through a week like this where there's a ton of information out there where they can't comment on the defensive coordinator where there's leaks coming out now of what it was? And then, Pat, you look at the roster and say, well, who's going to lead them through this? Who's yep. going to make the jokes on the field? Uh, can you imagine, Pat, if we were out there and Justin Fields said that about Getze? What a field day we would have had at stretch, oh, right? Oh, man. We had a field day there <laughs> talking about it, laughing about it. Uh, you know, we would have commented on it every time we were in the huddle. But that kind of stuff helps you get through it, helps yep. you get over it, kind of reminds everybody, look, man, uh, we're all in this together. We all got to move in the same direction. We're all just trying to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's get this thing right. And I'll be honest with you, Pat. Uh, we talked about the years that how many years we went through losing here, me and you. We yep. went through losing here. We went through when we were really bad. We went through general managers. We went through coaches. We went through drafts. Take how long it takes if you don't have that multiplier quarterback. How long it takes to learn how to win in the NFL, to learn how to get the guys, everyone moving in the right direction. It takes a long time. When you look at this roster, Pat, you tell me who you think that is that circled the wagons this week. There's nobody, and it should be number one. And I was thinking about, I went back and looked during the last break. In 05, it made me think about, you were talking about leadership and taking ownership of your team. Remember when Mike Brown said, I think he said, we're just terrible. It's like we suck. You know, we started mm-hmm. one and three that year in 05, and that's when we made the change. We went on to win seven games in a row. But I remember reading that and hearing about that because I didn't hear him say it. Mm-hmm. And I looked, and you know, I'm like, whoa, he's right. He actually said it. He's, and it was funny because... It didn't offend you because he no. was right. Right, exactly. Right, he was yep. right. And that's one thing when you talk about that and you talk about what Justin Fields said this week. That's what we're saying. It shouldn't have offended anybody. Mm-hmm. He was right. Yep. Right? It just, yeah. how, do you, how do you fix it? How do we get this moving in the right direction? It's a great point by you, Pat. But, but uh, it's just going to be very interesting watching this team try to develop because I'm telling you right now, Pat, and this is why we're always on here and this is why we're so passionate about it, I have seen this movie before. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not a good ending. I I know all those years you're talking about, I was a beat writer following the team at the time. But the thing is... Yeah, in the TJs, you wouldn't even buy a drink. No, I was was always looking for a drink. He was getting on Big Cat's tab. He was getting on Big Cat's tab is what he was doing. We were all on Big Cat's tab. I know. (laughs) But but I I mean, like, you never allowed that situation, either of you, to, like, impact your professional performance. Like, Olin, you were making Pro Bowls in some of those years. And, Pat, you emerged as the best uh, long snapper in the league. I remember – writing a, a story saying that unfortunately you can't ride that to a Super Bowl <laughs> if only you had been a quarterback but but you, I'm wondering if you're seeing guys that are somehow conquering this that are somehow really playing professional good football despite everything falling apart around them and today everything fell apart around everyone yeah today to me is just a game 
it got out of hand, right? So you want to watch the tape, and when I do go back and watch the tape, I want to see who's playing hard at the end of the game. I want to see who's playing hard through it all. But sometimes that happens. Like you talked about that 49ers game, Olin. I can still remember that vividly sitting on that sideline just thinking, oh, my God, get this over with. Mm -hmm. This is just awful. Um, And that happens. But then you've got to look at guys and say, all right, let's evaluate how he comes in on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for the next week. Is he going to prep hard? Is he going to be out there at practice doing everything he can? Is he going to bring the energy, uh, bring the juice, as the Bears say they didn't have the juice? Um, So there's a lot of evaluation that can come through the games like this, but sometimes it's just hard. It happens. They got their butts kicked, but you got to figure out who who are the guys that want to rebound from this and go back into that building and work and try to beat the Denver Broncos. You know, Molly, when I hear you ask that question, I hear you saying what we've been talking about here for, for, for a few weeks now is who are these guys who's going to take the next step? Who are mm-hmm. these guys who are going to become Pro Bowl-type players? I'll be honest with you, when I watched today, I saw Jalen Johnson competing out there. Yeah. So I'm competing early and often. I saw him getting after guys. I think he's a guy uh, that, that possibly could. Brisker possibly could. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Jaquan Brisker this year, I don't know. Maybe they should keep him out a week or two and he can get those bumps bumps and bruises cleaned Mm -hmm. up, and then he can come back and play more physical football, right? Obviously, DJ Moore. I think Darnell Wright's a guy who has the talent. Now, now, of course, when you're going against Chris Jones and you duck your head, you're in trouble. (laughs) Uh, I'd I'd like to see him get a chip there on that play, but I I think those are the kind of guys, when I look at this, when you say to me that, I say, okay, you know, in 2000, we took Erlacher and Mike Brown. uh, You know, then all of a sudden, I got Grossman, Tillman, and Briggs. And then in 2004, it took Tommy Harris, Tank Johnson, Bernard Berry, and Nathan Vasher. These are all guys who became very good football players, right? And that's how long it took to build a winning team. And that's how much talent you have to get in the building if you can't find yourself a Hall of Fame or a Pro Bowl or an All-Pro type quarterback. Yeah, it, it is difficult without a quarterback. 312-644-6767. Let's try Mark in Gen- Genoa City. Hey, Mark. Hey, gentlemen, how are you? Good. Okay, you guys have like covered everything and talked me out of the whole thing I want to talk about. I have all the faith in the world in uh, Justin Fields, but I think the whole coaching staff sucks. I don't think Eberflus has a. Oh, excuse oh, me. Oh, 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 hold <laughs> on go. a second. All right. There you go. We'll get, That's we'll your get kind of party. That's my kind of party. We'll get All to right, the coaching man. staff when we uh, when we come back. We've got to take a quick time out. That's not what he course. said, though, Molly. He didn't say the coaching staff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Olin, Olin, he didn't say sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Great Clips Post Game Show is presented. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. By Tullamore Dew. We'll be right back on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Fields on a slant. Moore's got it for the touchdown. 
And DJ Moore got a clip there on that We're back catch. with more of the Great Clips postgame show. Great Clips. But finally something great. positive Presented for Chicago. Presented by Do. When it's game time, it's telly time. Now this season means you Holy can count coach. on the score. Patrick Manley and Mully from the Mully and Ha Show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. It is the Great Clips postgame show presented by Telemordu, and we had a lively exchange as we try to figure out who's hot and who's cold. That, of course, sponsored by Plumbers 911 Plumbing Emergency. Call the plumbing professionals available 24 7 at 1 833 Plum 911. And we have, uh, we have determined that uh, the, uh, there's not really much hot going on, and the cold would be, I believe, everyone on offense, top to bottom, even poor D.J. Moore who caught a pass. So uh, we're, not, we're not neglecting the coaches. For a second there, I thought maybe they were going to give up uh, 70 points. That hasn't happened since 1966, but it did happen today. Uh, Miami Putting a, putting a heavy load on Denver and Sean Payton as they uh, have to play the Bears next. So the Bears could probably get 70 out of that. I think they they may have scored 37 points uh, thus far this season. Maybe a couple more games and they can get to the amount of points that, uh, that Miami scored today. What's worse? Would you rather be Denver right now or the Bears? Is, uh, is, is there... Uh, <laughs> Is there any other option? Jeff option. Have, yeah, exactly. Answer C. Well, we'll take the, you know, yeah. the, the poison, please. Uh, yeah, that that is a – I mean, I, here's the thing. Sean Payton already started blaming the, 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 um, the quarterback before the season even began and the bad coaching mm-hmm. he had previously. So it has nothing to do with him. Yeah. That's awful. That was awful. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, it'll be interesting Waddle, next right? week, right? Well, we, 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 we go from that's the um, Super Bowl, you know, that's the standards the in the NFL to yep. the Denver Broncos. Yep. There you right? go. We, we go, so it'll be interesting to see where the Bears. They're going to see where they stack. You know, Green Bay's kind of showing us already, right? Green Bay's looks like they're going to be a middle of the pack team, right? They pulled out a win today, but they only scored 18 points. They put 38 on the Bears in Week One. Uh, they only scored, I think, 23 in Week Two. So yep. it's not like they are juggernauts like they looked in week one against the Chicago Bears defense and against the Chicago Bears team. And, and where is this team right now? And the only thing you can really judge when you look at this team is, are they getting better, Pat, week to week? What kind of work are they putting in? Can the coaches get them moving in the right direction? Or can the building as a whole uh, get these players playing a little better football to where they can compete against a team that just, I, I think, I think, Molly, they came out as underdogs. The, the Bears did. Uh, yes. Vegas already has them as underdogs. Yeah. What's going to be interesting, guys, is going to be next week's postgame. You know, we could have a lot of answers, have a lot of answers, or even more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, we, we get some of that stuff answered that they can go in and, and, and beat a team that's, you know, should be beatable. You know, they're, they're not a very good team out there in Denver. So, uh, mm-hmm. next week's postgame, as interesting as this is and embarrassing as this loss was, next week, I mean, it, it could be it could be even worse, and that's kind of scary because we don't have the answers here. We don't feel like they're getting better. Oh, and you're asking, are they getting any better? No. The answer is no. I feel like they're worse than they were last year. And then if you go lose to a Denver team that doesn't look that great, 
that's just that's going to say a lot about this coaching staff and this team that they they're just they have not gotten any better. That's the answer to that right there. You you think we're good now? Give us a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, if you looked at the rosters, if you looked at everything the Bears went through, um, although today was terrible, are you completely yeah. shocked? No. After you went through the game no. and matched them up uh, side by side, coach by coach, right, player by player, uh, uh, where they're what what direction they're going through, and then what they they you know they lost. Their defensive coordinator, uh, the 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 quarterback said, "I basically want to uh, run the ball. I don't want to stay in the pocket." And uh, obviously, that's what Spagnolo paid for. So when you when you go through that, uh, today, although ho- disgusting and horrible to watch, not at all shocking. No, no, we we talked about it in the pregame, right? I mean, we all said that mm-hmm. our joke was, "Are they going to cover the spread?" Yeah. <laughs> and once that game started, I think the first five minutes were like, "Nope, not going to happen." <laughs> you know, interesting. You know, we talked about earlier, Molly. We asked about what should they do at defense corner, and we talked about bringing an older guy to, yeah. to bounce ideas yeah. off of, right? And would they move John Hulk in there so Coach Flues could go back and do situational football? Well, if you look at the offense and you look at who Justin Fields is in the room with, and there are a, a lot of young, great offensive minds out there in the NFL, but Getsy is 39 and Janoko is 35, and both of them. Are, are trying to develop this quarterback, Justin Fields, and not doing a very good job of it right now. Um, I believe Greg Roman is on the street. He's taking a break from mm-hmm. coaching, and he's the guy that that coached uh, San Francisco uh, at one point with Colin Kaepernick. He coached Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. And, I'd, I, like, I'm not saying you change your whole offense or anything like that, but maybe you, you – bring a guy in as a consultant yeah. that might have some ideas of how to, you know, they spent a lot of time on the broadcast talking about how the Bears, you know, had, had converted their offense to take advantage of all the things that Fields can do well. And then they went the other way. And they, they kept saying early on until the whole blowout kicked in, they kept saying they just, they just went a little too far. They just overreacted a little bit as if, you know, you could somehow straighten that up. Well, it, it doesn't seem so this morning or tomorrow morning when we finally start talking about it on on our show. I, I don't know how to feel about it, frankly. I mean, they clearly did something wrong. They did overreact and over uh, overshoot at some level. Oh, and I want to go back real quick. I was just looking this up while you guys were talking there because it, it just struck my mind that they played the Bucks last week, and I look on the sideline. You know who's there? Tom Moore. Yeah, I remember oh, seeing him. Yeah, I mean, it's been yeah. 45 yeah. years in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, okay, you know, he's old, at, right? But I looked at their coaching staff, and I was like, this guy's still alive. That's actually yeah, what I yeah, thought. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> you know? But there's nothing wrong but, with but having good a guy. For them. Yeah. yeah, to have a surly old man that has his yes. opinion. You don't have to do what he's saying, but, you know, mm-hmm. to have that guy in there, um, I, I, I think that's a strength to a staff when you have a person like that in there. Yeah, and it's interesting, right, when you talk about things like that, Mully and, and Manly, because me and you – all three of us have been around football teams for a long time. And the thing that we don't, we don't get, and the thing I was wondering about watching that game is, what is everybody really saying in that building, right? We've been through this a lot, Pat. We mm-hmm. won't name any names, any quarterbacks, any coaches, but uh, we've, been, we've never been in meetings and be like, this guy is terrible, and he can't <laughs> read a defense. And then mm-hmm. you go to wide receiver room, and they think something different. Then you go to the tight end room, and uh, every room you go to, it's not their fault. Right? The O-line room always will sit on the fact that if we would have ran the ball more, we would have won the game, right? We'll sit on that fact. 
uh, until the day you die, right? So it's just interesting. I'd like to know what they're all actually saying in that building, what they're actually saying about how they can fix what they have going on. Because like, like, you know, for the first time, like we talked about earlier, I listened to these interviews this week because of what happened between Justin Fields and Getsy. And really, I didn't hear anything about how, how you were going to fix it. I just heard a lot about uh, Getsy's pretty good at word salads himself, like Coach Nagy. <laughs> and he just talked a lot about um, he's a high character guy and he wants yeah. to be a man of character. And I didn't even know what that meant. Right. I didn't, like we're talking about him playing quarterback. Obviously, right. uh, everybody in there wants to be a man of character. Like, I don't even know uh, where that came from, but it, it's just kind of it's just an interesting thing for me to on the outside looking in for a guy who I don't know how you feel, Pat, who's been in there before through these situations and been in through before when everyone is is bailing and jumping, jumping ship and saying it's not my fault. And, and some guys are working on it. Some guys aren't. Uh, I like to know what they actually think in that building. We'll never know. And all we have is the film. Yeah. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Max is in the South Suburbs. Hey, Max. How you doing? Good. Hey, you you know what the best? I'm going to tell you one thing. McCaskies will never sell because whatever their financial, you know, whatever. Each team in the league gets three hundred thirty million every March twentieth. So being in the club, you're getting three hundred thirty million. Why would you sell at that point in time? The other comment I have. They're down forty-one to three, or forty-one to nothing. They kick a field goal. What is it? What is that? I mean, it's nothing. You know what? And if they didn't, if the, they didn't call the dogs off, they would have scored seventy like Miami did today. <laughs> and the other, the other comment I got: the fans are the punchline. That's who. That's the problem. Thank you so much for for going back and putting up with it. Is that what you're suggesting? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's gone. Um, I, I got to tell you, I mean, it just felt it felt today like like just a kind of a waste of your time. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I feel contractually obliged to watch the game because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it. But there was a point that I just wanted to walk out. I just had no interest. It was just it was deflating. You know, you felt like this is this is harming me watching this nonsense. Olin, it's embarrassing. You mentioned earlier, we, we played for the Bears a long time, played a lot of games, wore that helmet, we're in that building, and it's not fun watching it at all. I mean, I couldn't believe at halftime. I'm like, wait, there's another half of this? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, it's over by then, and it's just, it's just, um, it's not been fun since the 10 years since I've retired to see what's going on, to not get this fixed. And Olin, you mentioned it takes a long time to to get it right, but, you know, I go back to it just because I'm so loyal to him. And Lovey Smith, they, they, they fired a man that, that won 10 games. Yep. <laughs> and that, to me, is a huge mistake. And it's, it's all over Twitter and social media about doing that. But, you know, it shouldn't take this long to get a team back to sustainability, to a team that, you know, you feel like can go to the playoffs every year. And it's not fun to get those text messages. It's not fun to get those phone calls from friends. Because, mm. you know, you, you can laugh with them when the fans are laughing and how bad it is. But deep down, man, it hurts. It's not fun. It really hurts. Yeah, it, it sucks. It sucks to watch them play uh, the way they did today. It sucks to watch them open up this year uh, with all that hope that everybody had and, mm-hmm. and they finally were going to move the right direction. And we finally had our quarterback, and, and they figured a lot of things out. And you, you were wondering in the background, just looking at their roster, like, man, uh, this could go really bad if they get a few injuries here with the depth that they have. And if their quarterback's not playing well and you wondered where they're going to get their pass rush from and how they're going to stop guys on defense and everything kind of just hit at the same time. And it's hard to watch because 
of what already happened last year. Um, you know, last year you're celebrating that first pick, but then you realize you're celebrating being the worst team in the NFL, right? And you're celebrating that you are the absolute, like if you're picking first, uh, that means you were the worst team and you had a horrible season. So the year before it wasn't good, right? The year before that wasn't good. It's just kind of all piling up. Uh, 2018, you get to the playoffs, you know, the double doink. You become a joke then, right? Oh, How about that double doink? How about that double doink? How about that, you know, that's enough. <laughs> I've had enough of it, right? Aaron <laughs> Rodgers owns us, right? Aaron Rodgers, I own, yeah, I own yeah. them. And then Aaron Rodgers uh, this week on, on the Pat McAfee show, right, says, oh, tell Jordan Love, uh, congratulations, continuing the ownership. Uh, uh, it's just eventually everyone's got to get tired of it, change the standard in the building, and say that's enough. Let's try uh, Paul Pabst has called in. He's the executive producer of the Dan Patrick Show. He called our hotline. Paul, thank you for checking in. What do you got? Uh, guys, I, I always love to see you guys after the game. Not not so much this one, but uh, I guess we're going to do what we're going to do today. I know you're, you're earning your money today. I was wondering if you noticed on the national game, they took it off. Bears were on the national TV. I'm out in Connecticut, and they took the game off Fox. But right before they did, I think it was maybe 13 and a half minutes left in the fourth, Justin Fields was trying to score. He ran. He took an elbow. It looked to the head. Yeah. And then if you guys saw it afterwards, DJ Moore kind of either helped him back to the huddle yep. or helped signaled to the, the sidelines side. that he yeah. needed help. Yeah. yeah, it seemed pretty clear that Fields, I don't know if it's a headshot or not, but seemed a little out of it. And then down 38 points, they put him back in the game. Now, it's very possible he cleared protocol or was checked out. But I cannot see, and Olin, you, you're the expert, putting your quarterback that you got and a lot invested in back into a game where you're down 38 points when he may or may not have just taken a headshot. Yeah, Paul, I, I, I can see both sides of it. I can see Justin Fields going to the sideline, getting cleared and insisting on coming back in the game, right? I, I can see him saying, uh, I want back in. And then at that point, like you're talking about, then it's on the, the coaches and it's on the, the trainers and the doctors to say, no, uh, you, you like either he can or he can't. So, as you know, nowadays, uh, when you wade into that water, it, it, you, you don't know what's going on that sideline. They so, they're supposed to have 30 to 40 different protocols there that he has to pass to get on the field after what happened with Tua Tungo-Vailoa a year ago. So, so I'm, I, I, all I can think of is that I'm sure he passed every protocol and he insisted on getting back on that field to fight with his teammates. And that, for me, uh, one, the one, one good thing that one good thing that gave me hope today was that those guys kept coming back out there to play. Yeah. Yeah, Owen, I'm with you. And, it, it, you know, the protocol now, you've got to pass that. If he's passed that, you know, I don't think he's earned the right. Like, you know, Paul, you're talking about, you know, he's he's not the franchise quarterback yet. He's still being evaluated. He's got to go out there and play. In these games, I want to see him play. I want to see if he can come back when you got a loose defense. Can he still make these throws? And it's going to be an easier uh, opportunity for him to make these passes. He hasn't earned the right to come out of the game yet. You haven't said, okay, we're down 41 or whatever. We need to pull him. No, I'm sorry. He still needs to play because I'm still evaluating him. I want to see how he can play in these situations, and I need as many reps as I can just to keep evaluating him. It is a great question, though, because when that happened, mm -hmm. there's a part of it that just thought, oh, get the kid off the field. Like He's, he's mm -hmm. under siege. He's not going to be able to do anything. Like, what are you joking about? And I, and I, I think it's uh, Peterman is the backup, right? So you would have him get you out of the game. It's not like you'd be going to Tyson Bagent or, you know, making any kind of move that would create any controversy. But um, I was really surprised that Mahomes played at all in the second half because I thought mm -hmm. with his ankle 
and who he is and how important he is to them, what's the point? I, I think the point is that, that football players want to play football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see here Gay is, is going for the peanut punch, actually. Yeah. And, and on the way for going for the peanut punch, elbows him uh, right in his helmet, right in, right in his yeah. face. And, and uh, he takes a pretty good shot here. And as we talked about earlier, uh, DJ Moore gets him off the field. Uh, you know, and says, look, man, you got to come, you got to come check this guy and gets him out of the huddle. So, um, you know, he, he t- takes a good shot. Uh, he doesn't, you know, he's, he's kind of, it's something I'm sure the NFL is going to look at, right? They yeah. look at all this yeah. stuff nowadays and, and, and it's just like, it seems like everything else with the Bears this week, right? Like, like you got to project whatever may be going on out there, whether it be the D coordinator, whether it be what Fields is saying. Now it's a concussion problem. Um, I know one day, uh, maybe I'll be 82 years old. I'll come back and we'll just talk football on the postgame show. <laughs> so wait, you're be, uh, 46. That's gonna be a long. Yeah. So we got how many? How many more coaches, <laughs> and GMs are we going through, Olin? <laughs> how many losing seasons is, is that? <laughs> and George just offered me 17.25. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <laughs> <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> Inflation, exactly. Oh, my God. All right, we'll be right back. You're, uh, you're listening to the score, and you're listening to the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. 11th play of the drive. Mahomes walking in zone. There it is. The touchdown to Kelsey. Well, I think that picture uh, sums up the day here for Kansas City. They're, they're on top of the world. Two plays in a row. Andy Reid's trying to get his best player the ball and just a great little nod shake route down in the goal line. And the Kelsey-Mahomes combination going to go down as one of the best ever. We're back with more of the Great Clips postgame show. Great Clips is going to be great. Presented by Telemore Dew. When it's game time, it's telly time. Now here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and Mully from the Mully and Haw Show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Yeah, that was a great touchdown for uh, Travis Kelsey, and this is the Great Clips postgame show presented by Telemore Dew, and we're we're pursuing and hopefully getting Taylor Swift on tomorrow to talk about the game. She seemed pretty <laughs> I don't think that would ever happen, uh, mercifully. But she was there. Did you see her? She was talking to his mom. Uh, yeah, nice to see those crazy kids have a chance. I think they're the same age. 
Uh, I have four daughters and Pat has one. We knew yep. that she was there. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> it was mentioned a few times in my house. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. And I tell you what, though, I, I think the uh, the broadcast booth and Greg, they had to be happy she was there to give them something to talk about. <laughs> you know what I mean? As that game went along, it's like, wait, all right, now we got something to talk about. Has, has Greg done every Bears game? He did the first, uh, first. one. And Not yeah. the second one. That's right. So yeah. that's two. That's right. That's He's two. kind wow. of a bad penny of a person. No offense to him. They can't really <laughs> win with him watching. No. He does a nice job. I think he does a great job. Oh, he's, oh, he's re- hey, Pat, he's really good at it, man. Yeah, he's, I'm impressed. He's really good at uh, uh, analyzing the game. You can tell he studies and, and gets ready because he does a nice job, like you're saying. Well, you knew he was he's a good talker. When he first walked in, he didn't sh- shut his mouth. He'd be in the train room debating everybody. He was always yeah, talking. And, and he kept saying, why don't we pass the ball? And we said, well, Greg, you know, <laughs> we're kind of waiting on a passer. <laughs> yeah, since Sid Luckman, uh, mm-hmm. it'll happen someday. Maybe it's Justin Fields. Maybe he turns his season around next week. You know, in fairness to everyone, it, there was a lot of stuff going on this week. We talked mm-hmm. about the potential for distraction, and a distraction team, a distracted team, has a hard time winning. So just balancing all the things that happened, you'd have to say they had a hard time winning. Yeah, but totally we, but we knew, yeah, but we knew going to this game what it was going to be. I mean, when you get an NFL line that's 13 points, I mean, that's just, and I'm kind of shocked, honestly, that, the, that they didn't change it, even with the injuries of Braxton Jones and things like that. I know we <laughs> joked about it wasn't going to happen, it didn't, ha- why it didn't happen, but you know, I th- they got to be better than that. <laughs> well, it's just, again, um, they, they, this was a hard game. This was a tough matchup for them. Kansas City Arrowhead is a hard place to play against the, what would, people would consider the best quarterback-coach combination in the NFL right now on offense, right? And a very good young and upcoming defense. And uh, Greg talked on, on the broadcast, talked about a lot about the level this defense is playing at and how young they are. But uh the, this team these guys this group they they have to play better like they're mm-hmm. not gonna they're not gonna walk they, they, that's why they're not favored against denver because when you look at their film when you watch them play and we know uh the guys in vegas have people who know when you watch this football team play on film guys that's what worries you the most is that they are not very good whether it be scheme whether it be players all together all of them in that building Better take a good look at what they're doing, the direction they're headed in, because they are not headed in the right direction. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, we talked about, we know most likely we're going to lose, right? We, had, we talked about right. maybe lucky bounces, block kicks, just fluke plays or whatever. But this is the worst thing that could happen, to be embarrassed like that. I mean, that was embarrassing. I mean, I was just an all-out you know, all butt-kicking. That's like the old high school games when you got the powerhouse going against the team and maybe just open up the new school and they're trying to build a program. It looked that bad, and that's embarrassing for an NFL team to have that happen to them, and then obviously we talked about the week leading up to it, it's just it's not good for this franchise right now, and it's 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 uh, it's just not leaving a good taste in all of our mouths. Yeah. Can well, you and, and, can you lose ahead, a Molly. team with a loss like that? I, mm-hmm. And I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not trying. I mean I'm saying the coach seems to have a precarious hold over this team to begin with, given the fact that they've lost what is it now 13 consecutive games, all by double digit scores. That's a lot of losing, and that that is difficult. You know, even if you improve, it's hard to imagine that you've got a way of, of kind of getting better now. Maybe the schedule turns for you. Maybe, you know, I haven't looked at it yet. We talked about the idea that 
they still had some 0-2 teams on their schedule, I believe six of them. Um, I don't know who won or who hasn't. I haven't had a chance to sit down with it. But I'm just curious, can you can this sort of thing snowball on you when you have that bad a loss? Yes. Yeah. This sort of thing. By, by that, you mean this sort of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy you vouched for, a defensive coordinator, is now fired or had to resign midseason, right? That all goes to your credibility as a head coach. You're the guy who brought him in. Now he's gone. The players are wondering what the hell happened, right? Then we, then, then we have a game like this. The things you've been preaching, uh, the things you're asking us to do, they're not working in the game, right? So there's, there's questions. The players are all looking at you. And, and we talked about uh, going into the Kansas City game, going into what they went through this week, who was going to lead them out of it? Would they circle the wagons? Would they circle around each other and play a good game? Well, we got our answer. The answer is no. Now they just lost the game like that in Kansas City where they got embarrassed. Again, we're asking the same question, right? Will they follow their coach? Can their coach get them going? Can they put them in the right position? Can Getze unlock Justin Fields and get him to play good football from the pocket? Get this offense to put the ball in the end zone. Can Eberflus, can Coach Travis Smith, the D-line coach, can they find pass rush somewhere, Pat? These questions, man, when you watch him on on TV, you don't know where it's going to come from. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks to everyone. Want to wish a very big thank you to the fine folks at Aurelio's Pizza for delivering some great food for today's game. Download the Aurelio's app. Start earning rewards. Visit Aurelio's, aureliospizza.com, and you can order from the location nearest you, Aurelio's Pizza. It's the sauce. Thanks to our producer, Alex Kuhn, did a great job today, uh, carried us through it all. And, gentlemen, I think, uh, Olin, you'll be on with us tomorrow. We'll be mm-hmm. live at 530. Uh, myself and David Haw will talk to you mm-hmm. in the morning. Patrick, you're on, I believe, uh, twice this week. But uh, you'll be on Tuesday with uh, with Dan Bernstein and Lawrence Holmes on their uh, show. I think you're – are you on at 11? Is I'm on 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock, and then Wednesday I'll be on with Spiegel and Parkett at 3 p.m. Okay. Can't miss radio. That's can't oh, miss radio. Yeah, I, I know oh, you yeah. don't miss it, Olin. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, don't. That is definitely no. It's it's called. It's called. And I know why. Hold on. And I know why you don't yeah. miss it. It's so you can bust my balls later on. <laughs> <laughs> that goes both ways. I'm sure. Yes, it goes both ways. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. We'll uh, we'll be back soon here on the score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.